my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and, after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves, and their religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this to look after orphans and widows in their distress, and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. My dearly beloved brothers and sisters, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Have you ever said something in anger that you've regretted? There's been so many times, too many times, when in my anger I said something that got me into trouble, or I regretted, I regretted saying. It's like that email you send when you are angry. You're never supposed to send an email when you're angry. Always wait a day or two or until you're at a better place and, you, and, and then read it and then send that email. It's true, isn't it, that human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires? I believe this passage has a lot to say to us in this current state of affairs. In a world climate where people say the nastiest things online against one another, to that of a certain world leader that we know who has zero filter and just blurts out whatever he is thinking, whether or not it's true or false. In this world climate where we've seen even peaceful, peaceful protests turn into violent ones, we need to hear the words of James, be quick to listen, slow to anger, or speak, and slow to become angry. I came across this picture online of a group of people in Finland. Now, I must admit, I know nothing about Finnish people or their culture, but when I saw this picture online, it got me to do some more research about their culture. So here it is. So Finnish people before coronavirus appeared and Finnish people after coronavirus appeared. So for those of you who know anything about Finnish culture would find this to be funny. But just like you, I did not know, so I had to learn. And once I learned, it became funny to me. And what I learned about Finnish people is that they have... Um, they consider you know, that personal space to be more than what we as North Americans would feel comfortable with. So as you see in the picture of people waiting on the bus line, uh, bus, yeah, at a bus stop, this is just how Finnish people stand in line normally. It's because they do not want to be near each other. Their personal space is so wide or big that it makes no difference whether or not coronavirus happened for them. I know, it's not as funny when you have to explain the joke, right? <laughs> but the joke that goes on with this is that the two meters of social distancing is not enough for Finnish people. They want something more. 
they also believe that they don't believe in small talk. And so for those of you who find small talk to be painful, you would love to be in Finland because they don't do that kind of stuff. Okay, so as you know, with any kind of stereotype or, or generalization, we know that it's not true for all people, nor is it true a lot of the times. And, but the thing is, what we can learn about, the Finnish, about Finnish people, and I think what we can learn from every culture, because I think every culture has something beautiful and at the same time something quirky, but the thing that they have that is beautiful as part of their culture is this saying. And we've heard this saying before, but they're saying uh, in Finnish, and I'm not going to try to say it in Finnish, I'll just say it in English, is the silence is gold and talking is silver. It's very similar to the saying that we know of, silence is golden. This proverb basically means that silence is better than talking. Listening is more precious and have more value than speaking. And I think listening and listening well, I believe, is the key to understanding our passage today. When we read this section of James in light of the concept of listening well, it helps us to see what James is trying to get at here. What does it mean for us to listen well? What is the posture we need to take in how we listen? I mean, really listen. I found this video clip online of an example of someone who is a great listener. Hey, Murph. <laughs> hey, Ronathan. I heard you're having trouble with your computer. Yeah, thanks for coming down. Okay, so what's, uh, what seems to be the problem? Uh, so every time I try to get online, uh -huh. it's asking me for an admin okay. password, sure. but it shouldn't need a password to get onto the internet, sure. and I should already yeah. have admin privileges on this computer. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Did you get all that? Yeah, yeah, totally. So... You need admin privileges? No, no, no. Yeah. I already have yeah. admin privileges. Oh, okay. I just Great. need to get on the internet. And okay, it, yeah. I shouldn't need admin privileges. Yeah, 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 I got it. I feel like you're not actually uh -huh, listening uh -huh. to me. Yeah, yeah, sure. Are you yeah, actually okay. not listening to yeah, me, no, or are you saying that you okay, get sure. that it seems yeah, that totally. way? Totally, yeah, yeah, that's, that makes sense. Okay, you need to stop sure. that. Okay, doing what? You need to stop checking in okay, with me so right. much saying okay. yeah. You need to stop yeah. saying yeah. What do you mean? It seems like you're not listening oh, got and that you're just focusing got on it. saying yeah, yeah no, that and got makes it sense. and everything. Yeah. Like you took yeah, some okay. kind of active oh, listening oh, sure. class, but yeah, you're not totally, actually paying attention. Totally. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Then why did you just agree mm -hmm. with me a million times mm -hmm. while I said it? Mm-hmm. 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 Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm just showing you that I'm listening to you. So Just shut up. Parrot. Shut sure. up. Okay. Shut up. Sure. Shut up. Sure. Shut up. Yeah. Shut up. Okay. Shut up. Okay. Sure. Shut up. Okay. Don't talk. Don't yeah, talk sure. for a second. Sure. sure totally. Oh, oh got so you. totally, totally. Okay, okay. If you're actually listening to me, why don't you tell me what I just said? Sure. Uh, you said that when you try to get online, it keeps asking you for an admin password, which doesn't make any sense, because you don't need that to get online, and you should be listed as an admin on this computer anyway. You asked if I was listening, I verified that you had admin privileges. Then you spend the next two minutes scrutinizing the way that I listen to you and my concern for your pets. Then you asked me to recap the conversation, which is where we are right now. So haven't we met people like that? who only half listen or only listen so that they could get their own point across. Instead of taking time to actually hear what you're saying to them, they're just only half listening, and, and, but they could also repeat back everything uh, you've said. 
Um, sometimes, and only, only sometimes I do this, Jin will be talking to me about something, and, and I'm preoccupied with whatever that's going on, whether I'm on my phone or, or thinking about something, and she asks me, did you hear what I just said? And I've learned the ability to listen so well that I could repeat verbatim what she said to me. I'm such a good listener. Well, we know that that's not true, right? I'm only half listening. Really, I'm not paying attention to what she's saying. I have the ability to recall what she says, but that doesn't mean that I'm listening to her. But for the most, most, time, most part, I should say, I do listen to her, just that sometimes this happens. And it's interesting that the word silent, the word silent itself has every single letter to make the word listen. We can't listen if we aren't silent. We can't listen if we're talking, constantly filling our heads with other thoughts while someone is trying to speak to us. We are to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. James takes this concept and applies it to listening to God. Verse 22, But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Because if anyone is a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like a man looking at his own face in a mirror. What does it mean to truly listen to God? James says that if we are to truly listen to God, we are to do what he says. I remember this one time when I was being introduced as the new youth pastor at a church in Pickering. It was, you know, my first time being introduced in front of the congregation, so I came dressed up, you know, making in, in my suit and tie and just dressed to the nines. And I was introduced. And afterwards, I went to, to the washroom and when I went to the washroom and looked in the mirror, I noticed something that just shocked me. It was just more, than, more embarrassing than shock. Was, what I noticed was that, that a certain zipper was down um, while I was up in the front the whole time. And I remember just being mortified, thinking, oh my goodness, this is my first time being introduced in front of a church as the youth pastor and my zipper was down. In some sense, if you reflect back on it, I actually, I think, I think that was kind of um, right, that being introduced as a youth pastor and having your zipper down is actually pretty, pretty spot on. It, but in the same way, this is what James says. Is he says that if we hear the words of God and we don't put it into practice, we don't do them, it's like a person who sees themselves in the mirror with their fly down and not doing anything about it. It's not pulling up that zipper that you need to pull up. When we hear from the Word of God or when we spend time with God, He reveals to us who we really are. The, re the Word of God reveals to us our true selves and of the areas in which where we may need to make some changes. And he gives us ways to respond. I think being silent and zip it works well here, actually. Um, but let's continue. So don't just listen to the word of God, but also do it. 
Last week, Greg mentioned how James sounds a lot like Jesus, and this passage reminds, of, reminds us of what Jesus says in Matthew 7, 24. It's that story of about the wise and foolish uh, builder. So who was the wise builder and who was the foolish builder? We know that the wise builder was the one that put the words of Jesus into practice, and the foolish builder was the ones, were the ones who didn't. And this is what it means for us to listen well. It is to do what Jesus says. And one part of listening well here is to be aware or to be open to the idea that we all come to the Bible or to Jesus with our own preconceived ideas or assumptions. The most dangerous thing we can say is that we have zero assumptions, that we don't come with any bias to the Bible. It's like saying, I have no blind spots. Well, the thing is, it's called blind spots because you can't see them. Hence, they're called blind spots. In the same way, we need to be open to the idea that when we read the Bible, we come to it with our own understandings, all of our history, all of the things that we want God to be like, and we bring that to the Bible. So it's important for us to be able to let those things go and to just acknowledge it and to be open to hear what he really has to say. Another thought around listening to God is the question of whether or not we really want to hear from God. Do we really want to hear what he has to say to us? Or are we too scared to face the truth of what he might have to say or ask of us to do? I think a lot of the times we are scared and we don't really want to hear from God. So we fill that time where even when we come to God, we fill that time with a lot of words, a lot of asks, just a lot of activity so that we could drown out any kind of voice that God has to say to us. Lastly, lastly, in this passage, we get to the part about religion. James makes the connection here about the importance of listening to God or listening well and not letting our tongue control us. Verse 26, If anyone thinks he is religious which, without controlling his tongue, then his religion is useless. How many times have you seen or heard people who are religious spout out of their mouth things that do not sound like Jesus at all? In their passion for truth, in their desire to protect and stand up for their faith, they do more damage than good. It is in these moments we need to be able to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. I find that when people disagree with me, that that is when I get angry. I want to be right. And so I say stuff. I spout out of my mouth things that maybe if I really thought about it, I may not say. But I do because of my anger and my desire to defend whatever I think is right. This is when we need to be able to listen to the other person and their perspective, and not let our need to be right cause us to say things that do more harm than good. Could it be that speaking the truth is not about spouting off at the mouth, but to be quick to listen and to speak in ways that are helpful and not hurtful? 
Paul Tillich, this famous theologian, has a line that the first duty of love is to listen. Is it true that the first duty of love is to listen? I think so. Because to love someone is to think of the other. It is to care for the other. So we can't really know what the other person is thinking or who they are unless we take the time to listen. You know, I find what James includes here to be interesting. He says true religion for James isn't about what we have to say, but it's more about how we are to treat people, especially the vulnerable and the marginalized. Verse 27, pure and undefiled religion before our God the Father is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unstained by the world. What does orphans and widows have to do with listening well? In our desire to be right or to hold on to the truth, to make sure we are keeping the faith, we can focus too much on what the truth is or trying to defend the truth. Instead, what if we focused our time and energy on what the prophets spoke about? What if we spent more time focusing on what Jesus called us to be and what Jesus proclaimed to be the good news to the poor, to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind and to set the oppressed free? Can you think of a passage that Jesus says something similar about what true religion would be like? to take care of orphans and widows. The passage that came to my mind is the passage about the sheep and the goats in Matthew chapter 25. This is a story in which Jesus says at the end of time when God is judging all people, that he will separate them from uh, the sheep and the goats. The sheep are those who follow the ways of Jesus and, and goats are not. And in the story, we know that the sheep are those who took care of those who were sick, those who were hungry, those who were in prison. And the righteous says to Jesus, when did you come and when were you hungry? When were you sick? When, do, when were you in prison? And Jesus equates himself with those who were oppressed, to, with those who were sick, those who were poor, those who were in prison. And Jesus says, if you did not take care of the least of these, it's as if you didn't take care of me. And in James chapter 1, verse 27, the Greek word for look after orphans and widows is the word episkatomai. And it's actually the same word that is used in the story of the sheep and the goats when it talks about, when Jesus talks about taking care of those that were hungry and sick. It's the same word. And I think this connection is important because those who thought they knew Jesus in the story of the sheep and the goats, they just didn't get it. They thought they were the righteous and religious, but Jesus says, no. It's those who take care of the orphans and the widows. Those are the ones who are called righteous because they recognize that Jesus is already with those who are oppressed and marginalized. I wonder then if to not be stained by the world, as James says here, means for us to guard against the world 
that is constantly spewing out hate and criticism, and instead to be a people who listen well and take care of others through love. True religion, then, is not about what we have to say as much as about how we treat others. It is about being quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. It is about doing what Jesus calls us to do, which is to love God and love others. And listening well is part of loving God and loving others. So what are some ways, that, ways in which we can practice this? I think the first thing is to practice being silent. Just like the video we watched, we can easily use another person's words as just a jumping point to talk about our, our own ideas and thoughts. Instead, um, one practical uh, exercise you could try is that when someone speaks and, and shares their idea or thoughts, is to pause for that give time for silence after they uh, finish speaking. I, I, I do the same thing where as soon as they, as soon as they stop speaking, I want to jump in and respond to what they say or even just to speak out of whatever their words just sparked in my mind. But instead, take the time, and, the, and silence is sometimes awkward for us, but take the time to really just hear what they said before you respond. It might be a little funny, though, because there'd be like, um, didn't you hear what I said? Are you, why are you being so quiet? But anyways, then you could tell them that, you know, I'm actively listening and pausing to uh, marinate on your, on your thoughts. <laughs> but I think this also applies with our conversation with God. It took me a long time for me to realize that prayer isn't so much about me speaking and saying all these things I have that I need to say to God, all that's on my mind, all the things that I need from Him, but to get to a place where I can be silent and to hear from Him. And you can't hear what God is saying if you're just rambling on about all the things that's on your mind, right? You really need to be able to get to a place of stillness where all the thoughts that's going through your head, maybe your worries, all these things that need to, that is, that causes noise, um, that, that needs to go away in many ways before you can actually hear from God. And I think this is why God is a great listener, and He will hear you, and it is okay for us to come to Him with all of our thoughts and, and worries and, and all of these things, but what I would encourage you to do is to not stop praying once you've run out of things to say to God. But once you've kind of vomited out, not always vomit, but once you've said all the things you needed to say to God, all the things that's on your heart and mind, um, take time to listen and hear from Him because He has something to say to you. Listening to God also means to do what he says. We cannot say that we hear from God if we, not, if we do not do what he says. This means to take time to really hear, to be aware that we come to God with our own understanding and ideas of who God is, 
and what the Bible says, and to take the time to really hear from Him, and, and then obey. Listening well means to listen to those within our world who do not have the voices. Isn't this what we need to hear right now during this time of racial injustice that is going on? I don't know about you, but we all have opinions about Black Lives Matter and the injustice of what is happening. It is very easy for us to just give quick commentary and speak out about things that we really don't know nor understand. We need to learn to listen and hear what they are going through, what they are experiencing before we speak out from our limited understanding. Most of us don't understand what's going on and what they've faced. So we should take time to listen and be slow to speak. It's giving space for those who do not have the voice to speak to speak and to learn and to care for those who are marginalized, who are oppressed, who need the love of Jesus. My dearly beloved sisters and brothers, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Let's pray. Lord, still our hearts and our minds and our thoughts, all the voices we hear, all the thoughts that we have, all the things we want to say. Forgive us for those times where we get angry because we want to be right. Forgive us for those times when we get angry because we think others are wrong. And teach us how to listen well. How to speak in ways that are helpful and not hurtful. And help us to care about the things you care about. To care about the people you care about. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Help us to hear from you.